podcast. I'm your host Steve. You can join me on my Twitter, my Twitter handle at Steve Muguya. I'm a civil engineer by profession. Welcome to Jingana Podcast. Today I'm joined by uh, the MD himself. You'll get, you'll get to know him as we go by. So welcome and let's start our podcast. On today's podcast, cancer it causes it, it literally kills. But if you do deeper understanding and research on it, they're actually describing water. <laughs> when you go to a room and you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Our first session is a newspaper cutting session. Here there's a brief reading of a quote or a phrase from maybe social media, a newspaper, over the week on the industry. Maybe what I can quote from the industry this week was a, uh, was a tweet by was a tweet the Boeing company honored that the Republic of Ghana has selected the fuel efficient 787-9 Dreamliner to help relaunch the airline. We announced a letter of intent for the three 787-9 airplanes and Boeing services during a ceremony today at the Dubai Air Show. That's amongst the many things that were at the Dubai Air Show and the Republic of Ghana is relaunching the airline. The airline had dipped. They are relaunching it with a Boeing, with a Dreamliner 787-9. If you see the plane on Twitter, it has Kitenge on, on the wings. Even the, the MD himself has agreed. He has nodded. He will, if, he, if, if he thinks otherwise, he can can speak <laughs> okay to how was your week segment what happened in the industry this week that uh, that you find in your industry something that was interesting also here we can get to know what happened to our host campus radio from the md himself now it's time to introduce him he's called dixon morande is the MD for Compass Radio. Compass Radio is a platform that hosts the Jengana podcast and it's a platform that we come and do our recording. So you're able to, for the first time, to have a sit down with him and join us on our podcast. So how was your week, Bona Morande? How was your week? How was my week? Uh, my week was... Uh, it was okay. Uh, there was a, finally a K. It came out with its conclusion about the expressway, the Nairobi expressway, mm. and they wrote uh, uh, they wrote a very long statement with many ideas of why they think they proposed uh, the outcomes of deliberations matrix. That was their title. So it had value for your money, project priority, environment compensation, and many other things. And that that statement is what stood out for me during the week. And maybe we look forward in the coming weeks to see if um, how far whatever they put out for deliberations about the expressway will be considered on the 
there's no like there's no like final conclusion where they said we want or we don't want mm-hmm. it was very it was a very good statement okay. also something else that happened in the week for me uh, as an engineer it, uh, it was on November 21st the cabinet meeting approved the piloting of the engineered best stabilizer roads in Nairobi County. EBS is a new road construction technology that is considered relatively cheaper compared to the conventional methods. For those who don't have a basic understanding of EBS, it is uh, a way that they use a polymer, like a binder, instead of having extra aggregates for you to make your roads, they just put the, a chemical binder and the road uh, is more stable and it it cuts a lot of cost especially when you consider if you have to put a road, you have to put some hardcore, you have to compact you have to put again more hardcore the process for bringing your base into the, the right standards has yeah. been cut short by the use of this new technology So, so you call it the binder? Yeah, it's a, like a polymer, it's like a chemical. There are different now companies that produce the chemical. So there are those which you can add when you're, if you're using maram or whatever soil you're using, you can mix it, then you can apply it on the road, then you'll have your base. Then whatever you do on top, whether if you're putting carbro, if you're paving, it depends. So it's a good technology. It's where now we're having new new players in the road sector, mm-hmm. these small projects. Now we have to learn about, and also the training. There's all there's already ongoing training for contractors who are qualified to use these types of chemicals, and uh, we hope to see it being adopted, being new, and also for contractors to now start learning this new technology, uh, which will save them a lot, a lot, a lot. So, how was your week? Uh, <coughs> this week, something that really stood for me was uh, there is an article that was written by um, on the Quartz magazine, and it was saying the biggest myths about the next billion internet users. And and something that I realized or something that really stood out was the fact that even the discussions around the big tech companies, the big tech players right now. The question is, do you think do you think the conversation they are having, Facebook having the privacy conversation, we have Google also having, do you think those are issues that Africa sort of cares about? I think for, I don't think there are issues for Africans, but I think there should be issues that Africans should be thinking about their data, their security, but I don't think we think about that. Many of us even... Very few people have passwords that are real passwords. Mm. And very few people think of what they're putting out online. So I think it's something that it's not an issue for a person. Personally, I, peop, most people who are using the internet in Africa, yeah. but it should be an issue. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It definitely needs to be an issue for guys to really... Uh, some sort of awareness to be created in terms of what sort of content are you putting online? Is it something that can actually come back and, you know, because data is the new oil, right? Because, like, companies are able to make decisions based on data. But then uh, if Africans are just sort of just putting it out there for guys without necessarily going through and thinking deeper about, okay, what happens to my data? But then how do you move the conversations towards that? I think... uh 
there is data protection, there's, uh, there are bills that are, but do they address the, I think data protection bills are centered around, I don't know, even banking systems should even be talking about these things. Uh, How do they take our data? Uh, CRB guys, where, where are they taking this CRB information? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, even critically, <laughs> like, even, even when you just walk into a building and you just l write your name, your ID, your phone number, I think we need to ask, always ask, like, where is this data going? Who's assuring our protection? Yeah, and even the guy receiving the data, how sure are you? Is it, that's my number. <laughs> my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was really something interesting. Mm, it actually lists about five myths, uh, that, no, about four, four of them that around internet users, eh? the next billion users are driven by basic needs. But then in Africa, most of us, what we use, we use internet as a basic need or is it more like entertainment? Do we use it to learn or do we use it to, uh, for what you call this, Twitter and then and, and checking the trends and stuff? Yeah, I think for Africans, we just use it on WhatsApp, YouTube, <laughs> exactly. Facebook, yeah. most, most users. Yeah. Is social, social up to a point where people don't go into their emails. Emails now is serious stuff. Mm. Yeah, social. Yeah, <coughs> that was that was my week. Okay. Pretty okay. interesting week. And you have a short commercial, then you'll be back. Catch Yellow Tape episodes each and every Monday at 10 in the a.m. only on campusradio.co.ke. Welcome back. And. Our next session is the topic of discussion for the day. Today's topic is, how has been your journey to becoming a construction professional? How has, how has your journey been so far? For industry professionals in the build infrastructure industry excel in different fields. Some as in-house professions of major consulting firms, some as consultants, others as educationists, others as resident building specialists and contractors, and others as legislators, and many more professional options. This episode will share about our own dreams and aspirations, and a bit of who or what has inspired us and keeps us going on a daily as young professionals in the Kenyan's construction and technological industry. And by the way, my guest today, Dixon, is an electrical engineer by profession and is so diverse and we'll get to know how diverse he came from the industry and started campus radio. For me I can say my journey has has been very it has been full of knowledge. The thing is I've gotten to know stuff not only from books, not only from people who have excelled in engineering because I haven't interacted very much with people who have excelled, not all of them, but I've been engaged with a few, but I feel like I have knowledge. Also, I've engaged with people who have got the hand skills. And one thing I came to learn and one thing I had before and I've come to realize is that you always think that it is people who can talk very good and write very good or people who have a comprehensive education where they did this, they into masters, they had a, we consider those kind of people as very intellectual people. And I think that is a mistake because they are just people who are intellectual 
just naturally. There are people who know stuff, having not been to a university and all that. That's what I've learned. And that, that also got me to get out of my comfort zone of, oh, I'm an engineer, I can do this. And I got to interact with everyone from fundies uh, to guys who use their hands on a daily, to the laborers, to guys who use business as a way of becoming a contractor. A person who just controls his business account, but he can build roads, he can build houses using other people. And such people also taught me management skills. And that is what I can say. That is what as I have learned that you can get knowledge in the industry from so much. You can read, you can meet people, you can network. And the thing is, if you build good networks, you, uh, you stand a, a very firm ground of excelling in the industry. Networks, for me, it is networks. If you build good networks and the right networks, you will succeed more. Uh, you'll have an advantage of some sort. And it is, it is networks will build you more. And education is good, education is okay. But it is who you know in the end of it. For, for that is what I've come to find out. And what has kept you going? What is your definition of success? And for me to define success, uh, like any other person, you, I can compartmentalize them. I can say for me, success is one, uh, my sp uh, spirituality. I have to be in connection with my spiritual life. Uh, maybe the second one is, uh, let's say, relationships. That is family and my significant other. We have to be in compat compatibility. Then the third one is finances, obvious. Uh, without uh, finances, things can be very, very hard. And the fourth one is just to make a change in the society. So the four for me stand out in my life. My spiritual life, my relationship, my finances, and just my, so my community, my society. That really stands out for me. But maybe for we all different people. We've all had different journeys. And I'm lucky enough today to know Dixon in a way that he'll tell us he started as an electrical engineer, but he's, be, he's building something bigger than himself. Well, as Jengana Podcast, we come in here to, to learn from him, from his successes and from his mistakes. So maybe for Dixon, who, what is success to you? How, how is it that <coughs> what keeps you thinking like every day I have to have these things right for me to say at least I am, I'm not losing it. I'm not losing it. Well, that's, that's a very broad question. And uh, yeah. <laughs> with different, like you said, it's, it's a question that is, is perspective-based, like each person will define success differently. Um, and, and like, I, like, I like how you broke your, 
your approach into four where you had a relationship, you had your financials, you had your impact to the community. And I think the, not the, spiritual, the spiritual aspect whereby you feel like you're connected spiritually. I, I think those, those, those basically are also like centered around what you're trying to do as Campus Radio. Um, for us, success is having content that impacts people in the sense that Yes, we'll play music, we'll have all this content, and then like, we will have all this fun, engaging uh, sort of content, but ultimately the goal is our content needs to be impacting a person. The person listening to it has to, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, what, what was that? I need to go back and listen to that properly. Mm. So uh, for us, that is, that is what we define success as in terms of the life that you impact the life that you change because i remember like there's a time we had a show on financial management and we had guys saying things like well <clears throat> i never thought that i could manage my finances this better last month i used to i used to bet most of my cash but ever since i listened to this particular segment how i spend my money is, is sort of you know well planned and and that for for me is like wow that's an achievement and, and basically that's as campus radio and also like as a as the uh, as the philosophy that I hold is the impact that you pass down on people, because I think um, I don't know who says this, but ultimately, is you, after all, after all of us have gone, like what what will guys remember you for? And that is now what I think is success. When you say impact <coughs> for Compass Radio, uh, we can say your words. Words have an impact. Definitely, because in the end of it, it's your words that you sharing to people and since you know how much words matter how 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 do you deal with the challenges the challenges <coughs> that exist maybe somebody misquoted you mm-hmm. or somebody said or oh, you're not being hard enough or something how do you deal with the challenges um i think i, I think challenges 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 is the reason why we grow, right? Uh, if we never, if we never experience experience challenges, starting campus radio, for instance, we'll not be having this space, right? But it's the challenges that we went through that made us. Oh, we need to have our own space. Oh, we need to have this. And when when you say something like words, when people misquote you, and uh, this this I I don't know if this is not uh, okay. This is how I look at it. If if people misquote you for something that you've said, um, I think Steve, if you think about it this way, people understand what they want to understand. People will hear what they want to hear. Yeah. And, and and as much as as much as you try to change that narrative, people sort of already have a certain perspective and a, a certain sort of view of, of things. And if you say something as neutral as it can be, that that. Uh, there is, there is. I recently bumped onto a certain, a certain uh, website. It's called DHMO, and DHMO basically talks about this chemical compound that is not good for humans. It, it causes burns. It causes cancer. It causes, like when it rain, when it mixes with gases, it causes cancer. It causes, it, it literally kills. But if you do deeper understanding and research on it, they're actually describing water. <laughs> yeah, for real. They're describing water because DHMO, that's dihydrogen monoxide, you know. Yeah. So when you come, when you, when you put content out there, I think people can be able to interpret it differently. Mm. But how we've been able to 
sort of figure that out is anything that is run on campus radio, for example, if you're listening to a show like Jengana, it will definitely be coinciding with tweets. And there's definitely going to be an article about sort of a summary of what you've discussed. That way, if someone misses the, the point that was being communicated, they can always just go back to the text and refer it to it. Okay. So that's, 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 that's correct. So we can, we can say that what, what can we achieve by working together on innovative and alternative means such as this podcast, this Jengana? And this brings me to how we came up, what, what finally hit me like that I need to do this Jengana. And there's a quote, I'd written it earlier, by Tony Morris on the left, the greatest. She said, I read and read and read until I was 39. And then there was a book I wanted to read and couldn't find it. So I wrote it. So it comes to a time where you, you listen to what is going on in the industry. Then you listen to who is saying it. Then it comes to a point you say, no, we need something we need something new. We need some. You need to hear it differently. Not on the mainstream. Not on. Not on the way information has been centered nowadays. So for me, that is where I came to, to see that if I get an alternative, I can do a podcast, and. On blessings on on blessings on blessings, I was able to meet Campus Radio. For me, it was it was not on there on the mainstream for it to water down the 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 engaging dialogue we have here with with only ourselves as restrictions, and that is something for me. I think if we work together, if Jengana can work together with Campus Radio, and Campus Radio can work together with another network, we can build this type of influence around us, and you never know. Is, uh, yeah, you never know. May think if, if people work together, it 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 really changes a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, you, you started off by saying networks. Networks are what helped you, you know, sort of get to where you are. So, uh, last week, I think on Friday, yeah, on Friday, I was at this event, and the guys were talking about leadership, and you know, all this. Then this lady asked. I've never understood why Kenyans, it's so hard for Kenyans to collaborate. It's, you have this idea, you know someone you can work with, but you're like, no, I'm going to start my own. You know, like, like you're, making, you're making soap, for instance, uh, and then you've identified a car, uh, a car wash. Instead of you supplying the soap, you want to start your own car wash. So that you, <laughs> you, you, you can use your own soap. Yeah, and, and it, it, was, it was sort of, That's you know, like, thought of it and I was like, Wow, by the way, why is it, why is it, why is it the case for us? Why is it so hard? Because when when guys collaborate, then it becomes you, you basically synergize and you get like boom something even bigger. I think also it's because uh, this one is my theory, it's called <laughs> theory. I think it's because we came from you see when Tanzania was having communism. Yeah. As you were busy fighting communism and socialism, you said no, we don't want that. We we dwelt much on capitalism. Mm -hmm. Capitalism is you and yourself first, then the others. 
So I think the culture of capitalism really grew into even That's families, well. individuals. Yeah. So I think it's uh, just how you, it's how it's where our society is right now. Yeah. We are very capitalistic, and we cannot collaborate unless it is us. That's why it is. You see, we've been labeled as millennials, mm. but. That is true. We we like to get feedback. We like to, if I do something for you, I want to know if it's good or bad. Or if you have to lay me off from your company, you have to tell me why. You don't just say, okay, it's done. So such, such labels are there. But we come and realize that we are in a gap. There are two generations. There is a generation where people worked and uh, the system was there to bring them up to become CEOs and all that. Then there's a system, there's this generation where people were able to do entrepreneurship, open their own consultancies, they became consultants. And then there's us. We've come where we, we, you either work for consultants or you go to government. And when you go to government, you expect government to bring you up to, to those eras, let's say for our father's eras where government could take them up and up to retirement. Mm. Or you come to these consultants who are just starting entrepreneurships. Uh, they, they haven't hit the 100 market. They are still growing companies. They are still building networks. So you find us as a gap generation. We are either here or there. And that means you have opportunities. We have opportunities where if a target for campus radio, you see it's like you're targeting young people mm. for campus. So if we target them, if you can target young people and make them realize that there are two generations ahead of us who are already there and we are like in a gap, I feel Maybe I haven't brought it out very clearly, but I think you can see where, where we, we lie as millennials. We can, there's no one true way of getting to the top for us. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, the, you, you, you basically have to blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, 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 and I think that's, uh, that's, that's something so unique about millennials. I think we, we are a generation whereby we we need answers for everything. We need to understand why things are working the way they are working and yeah. why not how we think they are they should be working. Yes. Um, and like, like there's, there's an article, there's an article written on our website by a HR consultant and he, he was saying that uh, companies, the incumbent rather, they need to adjust on how they deal with millennials and they need to retain the millennials in the, in the organizations. And I think that's something that can have like a whole new conversation because like we basically need to be listened. But the good thing I like about millennials, they're also hardworking um, and imaginative too because that's how solutions get born. Uh, I think we've created a lot than what was created in the last century by these people who were employing us. Mm. I think you're creating more stuff than them. You're building websites. They didn't have these simple websites. So yeah. We can start <laughs> from there. <laughs> <laughs> Before to look at apps and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So in conclusion, uh, how has been your journey with 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 Campus Radio or basically yes. everything that you juggle in one hand since you're a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost, retweets and likes. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely those. Uh, but anyway, in a in a, in a nutshell, uh, w- f- let me just speak about working with uh, with campus radio and uh, it, it it's it's sort of every day there's usually like something you are battling with there's, there's always something that you need to figure out how you fix and, and the beauty or rather working with for example with the team that I have like our very good producer is he, he sort of thinks ahead of the things that we need to do even before myself and uh, one thing that I also learned was the ability to sit back and listen. I think we were talking to you, I was talking to you and then you just mentioned something of the sort. Mm-hmm. As, as, as people, leaders in position and stuff, we need to be able to get to a point whereby we just stop and listen. Mm-hmm. Just listen to what guys have. Because I think once once you get to the point whereby you have the ability to listen to other people, then you'll see amazing opportunities that guys have, amazing ideas that people have. And my biggest lesson, something that I've actually learned, is that the ability to listen to others and just know that your ideas are not the best and just sit back and listen and just allow guys to implement what they want to implement that in itself was was a really because from your standpoint you know why you're doing things yeah. and, and you can defend them however you want especially if the company is yours and you <laughs> have to follow but if you even if you just stop back and like so how can we do it better how can we change this? I think those are the that's the fundamental lesson that I've learned and question that you always need to ask yourself and ask your team. Okay. Yeah. I think you've summarized for both of us. My journey also is, you've said, keep it simple. And when you go to a room and you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. You know exactly. that? Yeah. <laughs> also for me, that is it. So thank you very much. Events to look forward to in the coming weeks. Any industry events, except the BBI. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing for me. Nothing in the industry. For me, nothing. No, no new tenders. Nothing. There's no new biddings. No new biddings. No new nothing. All the tenders have already been. Uh, Secured uh, even before they were announced. Tenders are secured for Christmas. <laughs> but how is your construction, how is the construction space in December? Uh, it's, it's done. I think uh, right now we're closing up because, you see, our labor, our labor moves when it's Christmas. People go to, to have holidays, so there's nothing much you can do. Mm. I used to think December is now when guys want to do construction. Someone has been saving to buy those, the iron sheet, and he really needs to do the construction December. Then, uh. Uh, then the thing is, for December to January, mostly it's private. You get uh. private, private clients who are doing something in their homes. Maybe they want to change their floors or something. So it's basically that part. Okay. It's in, uh, these government tenders, they are not there. Okay. Yeah. But there are still opportunities. If you get if you get to know people who are doing something in their homes, then you get something for Christmas. Oh. 
Today's closer is from Nietzsche. Uh, and I'll read it. What if someday or night a demon were to speak after you into your loneliest, loneliest, and say to you, This life as you know it, as you now live it, and have lived it, you will have to live it, to live once more and innumerable times. And there will be nothing new in it, but every pain and every joy and every thought and sigh and everything unutterably small or great in your life will have to return to you, all in the same succession and sequence. Even this spider and this moonlight between the trees and even this moment and I myself, the eternal hourglass of, ex of existence is turned upside down again and again, and you with it, speck of dust. You have to relive your life. In other words, you have to love each minute of your life exactly as it is, even if you are fated to repeat it to the end of time. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Catch Yellow Tape episodes each and every Monday at 10 in the a.m. only on campusradio.co.ke.